Hi, welcome to the North Carolina Virtual Academy Learning Coach Beacon Time. We're so glad that you guys are here with us today. Uh, my name is Paige Adams, and I'm the Student Resource Coordinator with NCVA, and I also have Miss Whitney Cress. Whitney? Yes. Hi, everyone. I am the elementary through eighth grade school counselor at NCVA. I've uh, been with NCVA for two years now already. Gotcha. Flew by, and I was in brick and mortar schools as an elementary counselor before that. Um, but I love NCVA and I love having this time to get to talk to parents as well as kids. Love the kids too, right? But it's nice to have the dog. Absolutely. Time. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it looks like today, Paige, we are going to talk about motivation. The big That's a tricky one, right? Yep. So we all know those kids who seem to struggle in this area. Heck, we all know the adults who can sometimes struggle here too. So uh, what we hope to do today is share some information about maybe what might be leading to our um, kids' lack of motivation and then what we can do to help overcome that. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know. In thinking about it, I was thinking a lot about um, the kids who tend to struggle with low motivation seem to have um, notice. Um, have you noticed that, Whitney? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and I was thinking about what um, are some of the causes of apathy and why would a kid be that way? And I know we've seen lots of different scenarios and examples, but one thing that I think about is just those kids that have that low self-esteem. And so um, mm -hmm. sometimes they just feel like um, they don't want to try because they have such a poor self-image. They just want to avoid any activity that they feel like might be kind of beyond their ability to to excel in. And so um, a lot of times they just tend to avoid. I know we've got um, students who do that. And if they can actually complete a task, then they sometimes will even just start to sort of do some self-defeating things to just kind of protect um, the little bit of self-worth that they feel like they have. And so I know for a lot of kids, sometimes it just is easier to not try rather than put themselves out there and mm -hmm. risk. Um, trying and then have the potential of failing, um, which is going to make them feel even worse about themselves. Yes. And some kids get very um, almost sneaky in this area of they'll put a lot of effort into avoidance. And you just think if they would harness that power into <laughs> the effort of doing the score correct and not going to the all the effort to look like they did it, um, which can be frustrating uh, from the parent perspective, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes we see in this category, too, the kids who are even this seems sort of counterintuitive, but maybe a little bit of a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. So if they um, have these really high standards for themselves that they feel like they can't meet, it, again, is just less risky to not even try than to put themselves out there and yes. try and then fail. That is just too painful. Yes. Um, you definitely see both ends of that then. The kids yeah. that really struggle and can't do it and will avoid it. And the kids that know they can, but just don't, can't do it to the par that they want to. Um, exactly. Yep. Yeah. I totally agree with you. That's definitely a reason that we see lack of motivation. What else have you noticed? Do you think are causes of the why behind it, Paige? Yeah, well, you know, I think sometimes it has to do with just what the environment is like at home. So sometimes we have home situations where um, 
the environment is not necessarily offering the kinds of support that really encourages that curiosity and those questions and that exploration that is needed for kids who are typically more motivated and, and interested in school and wanting to perform. So um, sometimes we might find that kids are um, in a situation where learning is not necessarily encouraged um, or where they're maybe maybe advertently or inadvertently given the message that education is not very important or that they are not able to learn that they just aren't smart enough or they're stupid or they don't have the capacity or the competency to be able to learn. So um, a lot of times I think these things are not things as parents that we mean to communicate to our kids, but maybe sometimes accidentally we do. And so I think it can be real important for us as parents to try to make sure that in the household that we're encouraging our kids to explore and to be interested um, in school and interested in learning. Um, a lot of times it can feel more task oriented, like we're just trying to check off boxes and get our work done. And if we can really try to help kids see the reason why behind, you know, why are we trying to go to school right now? Why are we trying to learn this information? It's because um, we're learning so that we can be productive members of mm -hmm. a bigger, um, a bigger why. I think a lot of times that helps yes. with the buy-in. Completely agree. That makes sense. Um, I think that even as home support is important, that classroom support is equally as important. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know it's something that our administration really pushes heavily here and our teachers try very hard. But what we always want to do in that classroom setting is, again, encourage that risk taking. So um, it seems kind of funny to talk about taking risks in school because it doesn't really seem like school is necessarily all that risky. But it can be risky for a kid to try to answer a question and be afraid of what the response is going to be if their answer is way off or if it's not. Um, you know, what the teacher was looking for. So what we really try to encourage is um, is the process. So the outcome, if it's not right, doesn't necessarily mean that it's wrong. It's just another avenue for us to discuss and um, kind of try to figure out, um, you know, how do we get to the answer that is right. So it kind of leans back into some of that growth mindset that we've talked about um, in other Beacon times and just thinking about how, um, if we don't get it right the first time, we might not have gotten it right, but we did figure out one way that doesn't work. And that's yeah. valuable information that we can use in trying yes, to figure definitely. out what does. Yeah, exactly. It's okay to fail. And that's a part of life. And we just move on past that. That's right. And I think that really does, if we can help our kids understand that, it lowers the stakes for them so that then they are more confident and not as fearful to step out and try um, a new thing or be motivated, be encouraged um, to, uh, you know, to, to tackle something that might feel a little bit difficult because it's okay. If mm -hmm. Yeah. Particular assignment, we're rewarding the effort and we're rewarding um, just the value of the education for education. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, well, that kind of, reminds me of some things that we can start doing to help motivate our students. But before I jump into that, is there anything else you can think of, Paige, of whys that at least we see? I know there's so many, um, but anything else you can think of? 
Yeah, you know, I think those are probably the main things. I think a lot of times it is just that pressure. And like we talked about on opposite ends of the spectrum sometimes, but it ends up sort of having the same results. And that is either we have such low self-esteem that we just don't feel confident and capable, or we have such high standards for ourselves that we just are too afraid to even try because we would be crushed if we weren't able to live up to that. So I think a lot of times that those are kind of the root reasons of what's behind it. So I'm real curious um, to explore and kind of think about what we can do as parents and as educators to try to help um, move kids forward and help sort of inspire a greater level of motivation. I'd love to hear your initial thoughts on that. Yeah. And some of these thoughts uh, are some things I've researched. Some of these are from families that I've worked with and we have found that um, has worked for their children together because each child is so different um, with the why they're not motivated and how to get them motivated because we know there's something wrong with the picture initially if you care more about your students' grades than they do or care about if they're failing and they don't. There's something missing there for them that um, of why they don't care and we can't force them to, which is very frustrating because we just can't always wrap our heads around why they don't see the importance of their grades. And, um, and we can't force them, but we can try to shift our mindset with how we can encourage that and help them develop that themselves and even letting them fail at times and helping them just develop that trait because it's important for them to have that throughout their lives. Um, so I think that mind shift set for ourselves as parents is helpful too and the first thing we can do I believe is focus on that home environment like you were talking about earlier Paige um, because I think accidentally we can convey that some things are more important than getting your homework done that night or um, even something as simple as not talking positively about a teacher can help that student not feel motivated or that that class is important you know and we have to watch what we say and and do and, um, and encourage that academic exploration and focus on what your child thrives at and encouraging that even outside of school. Um, and I know, at least with my kids, I'm not sure if it makes a difference, but I, I try anywhere that I can to insert that I just love to learn, you know, whatever I'm learning about, mm-hmm. even if I don't appreciate certain things, like my husband loves going to the museums. And you know what, that's not my thing. But I try and have a positive mindset. And I even let my kids know that, you know, history is not my thing, but it's, you know, I just like to learn. It's just, we live, we're very privileged to learn anything that we want to right here in our country and everything. So um, instilling that love of learning and just appreciating things, even you don't like to learn, um, I think can be helpful there. And yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And, and- oh, go ahead. That's okay. I didn't want to cut your thought off. You continue. <laughs> um, and along with that home shift within your home, you yourself can be inspiring with your words um, and sharing and being honest with your kids. Like when we go back to that being okay to fail thing, um, sharing stories with your kids of when you failed. And even if you didn't make the right choice after failing, maybe you failed a class when you were in school and didn't make the right choices around it, but you don't want them to make the same mistakes. They, they listen to those stories and sometimes they're a lot more relevant than um, us preaching to them. But whenever there's actually some depth behind that, I think our kids can really learn because they take after us in a lot of ways. Right. <laughs> Paige? 
<laughs> yes, that is so true. Absolutely. And so as much as we can be inspiring to them, I think is um, is good. And, and the truth is that some of us may ourselves also struggle with motivation. Mm-hmm. And so it can be a process that we sort of all um, work on together. But I would say that it is important to just think about um, what does inspire your child, you know, especially if we've got a self-confidence issue. You mentioned kind of encouraging their strengths or encouraging the things that they're good at or interested in. We can really build a lot of confidence by uh, picking up on those things and pushing them towards those things and helping them find some success in those things. And that success and those things will bleed over into the things that they may struggle a little bit more with, because we know that success tends to build on success, right? So if they've gotten some confidence in an area where they tend to struggle less, then they will hopefully feel a little bit more confident to strike out in an area that is a little less comfortable for them. Mm -hmm a little less familiar. Um, So I would say to just be a student of your child and figure out what it is that they are good at and interested in. Try to foster that to sort of ignite that spark or light that fire um, for for the love of education, for the love of learning, and then use that to kind of um, help them in the areas where they might struggle as well. Um, Another thing that I think, too, is just thinking about the way that we parent and the way that we try to motivate our kids externally. So we important it is to sort of. Um, so we all know what it feels like to be nagged. Um, we were probably nagged as children. Uh, we may be nagged now by a spouse or by our own employer or by our parents or who knows what. But when when you're constantly being told what to do and being sort of nagged, a lot of times that can actually have the opposite effect and be very unmotivating. Now, that's not to say as parents that we can't tell our kids, you know, what they need to do and when, because obviously sometimes we need to do that and and must do that. But also as much as we're able to try to um, build it into them to where they intrinsically see the need and the desire to get the work done, as opposed to us having to be the one sort of cracking, cracking the whip and being so controlling. So some of that involves maybe letting them set out on their own and perhaps failing a time or two, Um, because you've stepped back and not nagged as much as you might would otherwise, and perhaps the negative impact of a bad grade or um, something else might be motivation there for the kid to um, start trying a little bit harder. Sometimes that's not how it goes, but um, I think the point is to just try to remember that um, there's at least so much that we can do um, to try to encourage our kids to make those choices. And the biggest things that we can do are to try to build within them those qualities that are going to help them draw internally from that rather than um, having them sort of live up to our expectations. So again, those natural consequences, things, um, you know, when our kids make a bad choice or um, are late turning in an assignment, um, sometimes it's right and kind to be helpful and help them sort of pull things out at the last minute. Sometimes it's right and kind to let them fall and fail and consequently a bad grade or getting in trouble or whatever that it is, just so that they can see that their actions do have consequences. And of course, that plays out in lots of different ways, not just with schoolwork, but just in the home, in life in general. So we always want to be mindful of the fact that, um, 
we want our kids to understand that they are responsible for their actions and they're responsible for their inaction as well. And, mm-hmm. and the consequences that come from both of those things, um, you know, are something that they need to, to be taking um, responsibility for. Mm-hmm. Yep. And letting me know as they get older, they will have more that they are responsible for. Um, right. Yeah. And this also reminds me of even from the adult perspective, when I think about, you know, getting like my one of my first jobs of and having a boss and thinking of the things that my boss would would or could or do say that would make me want to do a better job for her. And 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 we can think about that as adults, too. Like what bosses have we had in our lives that were just terrible and unmotivating and we just went to do what we had to do and go home? versus a job that really inspired us and we wanted to do good for them in the company and and think about the aspects and the things that they did that inspired you even if it wasn't super direct but um, kids looked at us in a similar way too like they if we have that respect and um, not wanting to let you down and having that dis- not that disappointment there and, and knowing that they're going to be loved and safe and protected no matter what of course but that can help just having that relationship and expectations there. Um, hopefully that makes sense, but this reminds me of that too in that way. Um, cause this is their job right now, their students and they work for being a student and learning. And as a learning coach, you're essentially their boss in a way of that sense and their teachers. And so they are learning that new type of relationship as well. Yeah. I think that's a great analogy with the, with the workplace analogy. And I think ultimately, a lot of this, as with most parenting issues, really comes down to our relationship with our child and what is that underlying relationship there. Um, if we are fostering an environment that is loving, that is accepting, that has um, standards and requirements and boundaries, but also grace and forgiveness and room for error and room for um, you know, compassion when things don't always go as planned, then I think mm-hmm. we end up with some good results when it's all said and done. It's not easy. It requires a lot of patience. Um, It requires sometimes on our part, the ability to say, I'm sorry, if we get frustrated, because we can all agree that having a student who is not motivated can be super frustrating from the parent perspective. Um, And we can lose our temper. Sometimes we can lose our patience with that. Um, And it really is a process, I think, of just helping to build that confidence and build that competence into our student um, as best we can. And that all starts with that relationship that we have with them. And again, like you said, if they know that um, we have their best interests in mind, that we have their goodness and well-being at heart, um, and that is behind the choices that we make and the way that we, um, you know, parent them, then I think that goes a long way, just like it would for us, like you said, in the workplace with a boss, you know, if you've got a boss who cares about you as a person and who respects you and treats you as such, you're going to be a whole lot more motivated to do well and perform as, you know, to the best of your ability for that person than someone who is constantly demeaning you or is mm-hmm. any kind of time or effort. So I guess what I would say just to kind of sum things up is that I would just encourage all of our families and our parents and myself included, because I'm a parent and you too, you know, just to be real mindful of that relationship that we have 
with our kids and to do what we can to try to encourage them um, to see the good inside of themselves and to be brave and to step out and take risks and know that um, part of the beauty of a family is that you've got a safety net and your safety net is your family that can um, step in and um, make those risks not feel quite so risky because we've got each other to kind of help each other and push one another out. And I think that will go a long way towards giving our kids the confidence that they need to step up and to be more motivated as a student. Mm-hmm. And if anyone's thinking about like where to even start with this with your kids as well, I mean, it can start now today and it can start with just having an honest conversation with them and saying, I'm concerned I've been seeing this and it concerns me. And, and even, you can even ask them and humble yourselves. What can I be doing better to help you through this? And kids sometimes will not even know how to answer that. They might be thrown back by that. Um, But asking your kids questions on how you can help them is, is great just to start building that type of relationship and dialogue. And because like Paige said, we're not perfect. We lose our tempers. We get very frustrated when we wish our children would act in a certain way and we feel like we've taught them not to do that or we've taught them better and they keep doing it and it's just it's hard so we can ask them what they need from us as well as what we're projecting what we need from them Um, and I think that's just a great place to start. Absolutely. I think those are wise words. Well, we appreciate you guys listening in today, and we hope that you found a few little nuggets of wisdom helpful for you as you look to try to inspire maybe greater motivation from your students um, and from the people in your life. We will look forward to seeing you at our next Learning Coach Beacon Time on our next podcast. We hope you'll tune in. Feel free to share this um, with others as you see fit, and uh, we hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye, everybody. Bye.